This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a bill meant to standardize mail-in ballots for federal elections is headed to the House floor. A long-running dispute between employees and the Education Department has reached a settlement. And USPS has gifted itself some new sorting machines just in time for the holidays. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Friday, November 18th, 2022. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. A bill meant to standardize mail-in ballots for federal elections is heading to the House floor. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The Vote by Mail Tracking Act would help the Postal Service manage a rise in mail-in voting by requiring all mail-in ballots to include a scannable barcode. The bill made it out of the House Oversight and Reform Committee with a bipartisan majority vote. An earlier version of the bill would help reimburse state and local governments for the cost of implementing barcodes on mail-in ballots. But lawmakers stripped that provision from the bill that passed. Committee Chairman Carolyn Maloney says the bill would make ballots easier to track. It is important to ensure that election officials and voters can track ballots once they're in the custody of the Postal Service. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Energy Department is teaming up with NASA, the Commerce Department, and the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency to review cybersecurity best practices when working across different agencies. Amy Hamilton, DOE's Senior Cybersecurity Advisor for Policy and Programs, says she'll meet with the partner agencies in an innovation committee hosted by the FDIC starting in January. She says that in four to six months, the group will produce two guides, one about zero trust and one about best cloud practices when working across multiple agencies. A congressional report finds an IRS contractor inflated fraud numbers and overpromised on capabilities to earn more business. IDME provided identity verification services for the IRS during the pandemic. A House investigation found wait times for video chats reached as high as four hours instead of the promised 30 minutes. It also found the Labor Department's Office of Inspector General identified $45.7 billion in pandemic unemployment fraud rather than the $400 billion that IDME's CEO claimed. More than 1,600 offshore facilities produce a large portion of domestic oil and gas, and they're at high risk for disruption from a cyber attack according to the Government Accountability Office. The Interior Department bears responsibility for the safety of these facilities, GAO says, but so far has not taken the necessary steps to provide the needed security. The Army's PEO-EIS is bringing back a key technology leadership position. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Four years after changing the role and title of its chief information officer, the Army's Program Executive Office Enterprise Information Systems, or PEO-EIS, is bringing back the position. PEO-EIS is creating a new CIO's office led by this senior executive, as well as a technical integration lead and three existing subdirectorates. PEOEIS says the new CIO will support the organization's digital transformation efforts to better integrate networks and software. Applications to be the PEOEIS CIO are due by November 21st. The organization has a goal of having the new CIO on board by early 2023. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. A long-running dispute between employees and the Education Department has reached a settlement. 
Federal News Network's Tom Temin has details. The American Federation of Government Employees says the agreement covers 14 disputes. Among them, restoration of union dues payroll deductions ended without the employee's consent and enactment of a new bargaining agreement, at least until May of next year. The union gets back the office space and computers education earlier took away, and it gets $200,000 in attorney's fees. Tom Temin, Federal News Network. The Megabyte Act Part 2 has some additional legs on Capitol Hill. A bipartisan group of House lawmakers introduced a companion bill to the Senate's follow-on to the 2016 Megabyte Act. The Strengthening Agency Management and Oversight of Software Assets Act, as it's called, would require agencies to conduct an independent, comprehensive assessment of their current software titles and adopt enterprise licensing agreements to reduce costs. OMB would also have to publish a government-wide strategy for software modernization based on the findings from agency audits. A proposed personnel demonstration project has run into a union buzzsaw. The Defense Department proposes a new way of dealing with civilian employees at the Army Futures Command and Technology Reinvention Laboratory. Some 30 percent of would-be affected employees are in unions. The goal is greater ability to attract and retain what the Army calls a top-performing science, technology, and modernization workforce. The American Federation of Government Employees calls the Army's rationale sketchy and incoherent and urges the Pentagon to kill off the experiment before it starts. The National Security Agency endorses a key software security concept. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The NSA and other lead cyber agencies say software bills of material or SBOMs, are a crucial factor in secure software purchases. A new advisory released by the NSA this week warns software buyers, including agencies, to be wary of acquiring critical software that doesn't come with an SBOM. The Biden administration and Congress are considering secure software requirements. While not yet widely adopted, SBOMs are meant to give customers a way to verify the code and contents in a software product. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency hires its first-ever chief people officer. CISA announced this week that Elizabeth Kolmstetter will take up that new position. Kolmstetter has experience at multiple agencies, most recently at NASA as director of the Workforce Engagement Division. At CISA, she'll be in charge of a growing workforce. Just last year, the agency launched a cyber talent management system to help bring in more technical talent. The Postal Service is building up its capacity to handle packages ahead of the holiday season. USPS installed 137 new package sorting machines across its delivery network this year for a grand total of 249. These machines will help USPS process up to 60 million packages a day. The package sorting machines are part of a $40 billion investment in USPS infrastructure as part of its 10-year reform plan. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Friday, November 18th, 2022, I'm Peter Masurlian. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. 
Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.